What's up, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you are. Thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, this is the Sustainable Weight Loss Solutions Radio Hour. Uh, definitely a working title, but that's what came to me for now, so that's all just semantics. What you're really here for is some good information, something you can use, something that's actionable, something you can hopefully resonate with, identify the challenges that you're having, and then uh, use the solutions that I provide to help you move forward. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Today we're looking at five different reasons you're not losing weight and what you can do about it. Here's number one. First and foremost, you are losing fat but building muscle. You see, weight loss and fat loss aren't exactly the same thing, right? Our total body weight is just that. It's everything that makes up our body. Whereas a fat loss is just fat, and that's really what we're after. Um, if we're just using the scale to monitor changes in our body composition, we're really only looking at one metric. Scales aren't made for that. They're made for total weight. So if you are losing fat and you are building muscle, then you may have lost five pounds of fat gained five pounds of muscle, your body looks different, you feel a bit different, but on the scale, it reads exactly the same. How do we fix this? Well, really the only way to tell if you're actually having favorable changes in body composition is to include additional project metric, progress metrics, right? Additional things to track so you can actually see where there are other changes. If we're focusing exclusively on the scale, we're not gonna get a whole heck of a lot about that. But we can also include its girth girth measurements, good lord, uh, how our clothes fit, our energy levels, and how well we're progressing through our weights and our weight training. So that's number one, losing fat, building muscle, little bit of a change on the scale, add in additional metrics. All right, here we go with reason number two of why you might not be losing weight, and this is you're underestimating your intake. That is, you're actually eating a bit more than you think you are or you're even aware of. Um, admittedly, we're not very good at eyeballing our consumption. Without some sort of contextual reference, uh, we really don't know if we're eating the right amounts for us. Again, I mean, when I say right amounts, I truly mean you know the amounts that allow us and enable us and empower us to reach our goals. Um, another piece of this is that we might be on point with our intake during the week, but maybe get a little bit too lax during the weekend, right? If we're in a, a 250 to 500 calorie a day deficit, uh, so over the course of five days or so, that accumulates to about 1250 to 2500 calories total. You know, if we're eating an additional 600 to 1200 calories on Saturday and Sunday, while well, we've basically broken even for the week, despite all the effort that we put in all week long, that weekend kind of got us. Um, so if you don't have some sort of uh, tracking measurement or if you don't really have a portion control guide, which I can get to you if you would like, uh, there's a very good chance that instead of eating our way to 80% full, we're working our way to 125% full without even realizing it. So what we can do with this is we just really need to be honest with ourselves, uh, find a benchmark to map up your consumption against, whether that's uh, actually weighing out our food a bit to see how many servings of it we're actually eating, uh, whether it's finding a powerful portion control guide. I have a great one using just your hand that can help with that. So really just pay a bit more attention, be honest, and try to be as 
congruent uh, with your weekends as you are during your weeks. So here we go with reason number three. And this is actually kind of the, the reverse of reason number two, and that's you're not eating enough, uh, but with a little extra context to this, you're not eating enough for an extended amount of time. Uh, I'm gonna keep this simple as possible. If we put ourselves in a calorie deficit for too long, uh, this is certainly a bit more common with women, uh, but not at all exclusive to women. It can really impact anybody. Uh, what happens is, is our bodies are designed to survive. They're going to adjust and adapt and allow us to live another day. If we're not eating enough food, so we're restricting our calories for an extended amount of time, our body is going to downregulate our metabolism so that it is able to survive on a lower intake of food, calories. So what happens is, uh, we keep doing this and doing this, I like to refer to this as perennial dieter syndrome, you're always on that diet, is that we've artificially lowered our metabolism so that there's really no more wiggle room to be get into a deficit to actually adjust our body composition. We can really only go up. So if we're supposed to be eating 2,000 calories a day, but we've, we're only at 1,000 calories for an extended amount of time, there's not really much room to go any lower below that 1,000 calories. So we're really at a standstill in terms of what we can do. Alas, there is a solution. Uh, and this is a, a newer one for me too, and one I'm still researching a bit more, but in everything I've found, it's quite fascinating. It's called reverse dieting. Essentially what you're doing is you're slowly introducing more calories in your daily diet. So that could be as something as, as simple example, 25 to 50 additional calories a day, increasing that each and every week. So if you're at 1,000 calories, for example, uh, week number one, you would go to 1,025 calories or 1,050 calories. Uh, if you are doing this and then going on your next week, you would be at either 1,050 or going up to 1,100, right? You would be increasing your calories slowly and steadily with the goal of being to increase your metabolic rate without actually putting on any body fat, right? You're not additional body fat. So. Once your metabolism stabilizes a bit, then you can comfortably work your way into a, a calorie deficit, either by focusing on your macronutrient intake or by my preferred method of eating to that 80% slow and eating slowly. So another key factor of this, it's best to avoid long, slow belts of cardio work during this time and best to focus on heavy compound lifts. Alright team, on to reason number four, uh, and this one's also pretty common too, is that we rely too much on exercise for our caloric expenditure. Um, you know, it's catchy to say that you can't out-train a bad diet, but we're really not talking about that here. I mean, who am I to tell you what is bad and what's good? I, I simply focus on the things that work or don't work and do more of the former and a bit less of the latter. You see, I love movement and I think it's something we should all do daily in some capacity, but too many of us rely on exercise as a weight loss tool. You don't earn anything by working out. If you want to eat the damn ice cream, then eat the damn ice cream. Don't use exercise as an excuse. Also, exercise is not a punishment. It's a reward to your body. It's a reward to enable you to feel your best. 
You see, exercise, exercise it, it does a great job of increasing our caloric expenditure and can put us in a calorie deficit, but not usually as well as we think. I know there are some claims about how many calories a workout can burn, even certain tractors like to tell us this too, but these are highly inaccurate generalizations that are rather useless. Remember, our body always adapts. We do the same workout or use the exact same weight every time, even if we leave in a pile of sweat, we're gonna burn fewer calories and fewer calories for each subsequent workout. Food and calories equal survival. Our body wants to use the least amount possible. That's why it adapts to our workouts. And then let's not forget what happens when, well, life happens. What if we can't train for a couple of weeks due to injury or other life events? If our nutritional habits aren't supportive of the life we want and our reliance was solely on exercise, the results there aren't likely to make us too happy. So how do we get around this? Focus on our nutritional habits just as much as our fitness habits. Exercise is not a punishment for what we eat, but a reward that enables us to move and feel our best. Find a way to eat that supports the life you want and empowers you to adapt and embrace change as it happens in your life. Now, this is my area of expertise, so reach out if you think I might be able to help. All right, team, reason number five as to why you might not be losing weight and what you can do about it. Number five is this. There are many factors that influence our body weight. Look, if we live and die by the number on this scale, then we're gonna be putting ourselves through an incredibly frustrating emotional roller coaster. That number is going to go up, down, and stay the same, not just in a matter of a month, but in a week and even a day. One big player in this is water retention. The amount of water water in our bodies can fluctuate, uh, you know, plus or minus five pounds with even a couple extra pounds in there as well too on any given day for a number of reasons. And honestly, there are even times when it's okay that you actually aren't losing any weight. It's going to happen. This doesn't necessarily mean that you've plateaued. It just means that we're human and things don't always go exactly how we want them to, no matter how much we try. This is okay. I repeat, this is okay. Now, what's the solution to this one? This one's gonna force you to dig a little bit deeper and it's to remember why you started and remember that you're in this to play the long game. And like the solutions we had for number one, make sure that you're including a variety of progress, progress metrics in play over and above the scale. There are many other factors that play into progress and the scale is just one of them. All right, team, I know I said there were five reasons, but here we're adding in a mega bonus, a sixth reason as to why you might not be losing weight, and this one is my favorite, and here it is. You know what to do, but you're not doing what you know. Or even better, you don't know why you're doing it. Now, this is largely a culmination of everything that I just went through in the five previous reasons. Change in almost anything requires different habits and behaviors. It's the only way something will ever be sustainable, our habits especially. My approach to any goal is all about behaviors and habits. Obviously, I'm talking in terms of health, fitness, and nutrition since that's what I do, but honestly, this applies to any aspect of our lives. You see, anyone can figure out what to do pretty quickly. Seriously, bodybuilding.com has countless training programs with some of the best in the business that include everything you need to be successful. Corey Gregory, who's the founder of Muscle Farm, has one of my favorites for men. You can also hit up Instagram or Pinterest or even hit the Googles. The information is all there. 
and yet we don't do anything about it. It's uncomfortable, if even momentarily, to do and be something different. Our brains don't like it. Our brains are lazy and don't like change. Seriously, our brains are the kings and queens of efficiency and survival. Many times, the reasons why we don't do what we know is because we have no idea why we do it or want to do it. Why do you want what you want? If you don't know the answer, you won't find something that will stick. The things you're doing just won't make sense and you'll go back to your old ways because that does make sense, even if it doesn't, right? When we connect to something deeper, and we don't have to get woo with this either because I'm just talking about anything other than the surface layer shit. Any level of depth works. It's easier to align the actions that help us to bring that to life. Without it, it's damn near impossible. So, the solution. I wrote a really cool article that helps you figure out why you want what you want and in there is a worksheet around a fun exercise called the five whys. Start there. I don't even want you to read the article. I want you to practice the five whys. Now, I'm going to walk you through how to do this exercise without the worksheet. So here we go. Alrighty team, as promised, here is your five whys exercise and it's super simple and it's really just to help you dig a bit deeper. So first and foremost, what do you want? What's your goal? What are you in this for? You want to lose weight. You want to get jacked. Uh, you want to uh, make more money, be happy in your relationships, whatever it may be. All of it's fine. Just we'll use the fitness nutrition context. So let's say you want to lose a bit of weight. So then you ask yourself, why do you want to lose a bit of weight? Well, I want to feel a bit better about myself. Great. Now, that's just one why. Our goal is to take this four levels deeper, right? Five total whys. So why do you want to look and feel a bit better? Or what is that going to do for you? And then after you answer that, see if you can dig a bit deeper. What is that going to do for you? And then when you answer that, why do you want that? Now it's pretty simple conceptually, but when we actually do it, it's sometimes tough to peel back the layers. And even more uncomfortably and even more frustrating sometimes is, we realize we don't know or we realize that we're doing something for a completely different reason or we're doing something for a reason that we don't even really want to be doing it for. This is good. This is all good stuff because the sooner that you can figure this stuff out, the sooner you can find something deeper that actually means something to you to connect with. And once you have that connection to something deeper, something that truly means something to you, then you're going to have such a clear vision that there's going to be nothing that can stand in your way. Even on your toughest days, you'll be able to reconnect with why you started. And that's going to be enough to get, let you enable you, empower you to do something, to do anything. Even if it's not perfect, that doesn't matter. We're after consistency, persistence, and effort. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in to uh, the Sustainable Weight Loss Solutions Radio Hour. I hope you got something from these five reasons why you might not be losing weight and some actionable strategies of how to actually get around that and continue moving forward. I'm signing off for now. My name's Ev. It's been a pleasure to serve you. It's been a pleasure to, to speak with you. 
reach out if there's anything at all I can do for you. I'm at Evan T. Cook on all of the different interwebs and social channels. Say what's up. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. Take care.